0: Please start doing video. You know, just get going.
1: This is Three Marketers
0: Walk Into a Podcast, episode 16.
1: You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite.
2: If you're not Steven Spielberg, sometimes the idea of making videos that people are actually going to watch seems terrifying. Like it's terrifying that you're going to make a video, you're going to put it on the internet, it's going to be a terrible flump. Everything's going to go wrong. Nobody's going to like it. It's not going to get any views. It's just going to flump. It's going to totally just. Flop, some might say. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's what I meant. Flop. <laughs> flop. What ah. did I say? Flump, huh? Is a, a flop like or mean. a
1: flump? <laughs> I meant I meant a flop. Yeah, it's more like a flump. Yeah,
2: exactly. Do you remember them flump things? Was it like a marshmallow? It was like a marshmallow. Uh, There you go. Well, here we are on the Three
1: Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, and uh, we're talking about flumps. You are very welcome. Thanks for tuning back in again.
2: (laughs) So as I was saying, we're terrified we might make videos, put them on the internet, nobody's going to watch them. So I think that's the first hurdle to overcome. Obviously, technology is making that easier and easier and easier. But one of the great things
1: is that one of the most engaging things on all platforms is video. Like if you run video ads, they often, almost always, almost always will outperform a non-video ad. You you find that video content usually will outperform non-video content, both on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it might be. Video, video, video all over again. But the thing is, Like you said, Rob, video raises so many questions. How long should it be? What style should it be? Should it be a screencast? Should it be me on video? Should I be in a professional studio? Does it need to look like a movie? Lots of questions. And luckily, we have somebody in the studio well, on the, on the line, actually, who had all the answers to those questions.
2: Yeah, so we chatted to Matt Young, and he answered all these questions about where you should put the videos and how long they should be and all the other stuff that basically we wanted to know about video marketing. Because, as you might know, we've recently started our own YouTube channel, and so we are going to take all of the things we've learned and inject them into that. So, should we find out what Matt had to say? Let's sit down, close our lips, and get our pens out for the ready.
1: Hey, Matt, how are you? Very well, thank you. Fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, definitely. Right, so we're talking about video, okay? And obviously, people have been creating video for like YouTube and doing online videos and stuff. But why is it that people, in your opinion, should create video that's specifically for the social platforms?
0: Well, basically, there's two reasons behind it, really. Uh, The first one being, um, we kind of have to play to their rules. So we're talking about algorithms here most of the platforms in these cases or in these days certainly prefer video. Um, And secondly, it's human nature. Um, It's a moving image. It's much more interesting than just either certainly some text. Um, It's slightly more interesting than just a picture. Uh, So a video, basically, uh, you know, it's much more appealing to the eye. Uh, The algorithms love it. And it also enables you to tell your story far better than just having, you know, reams and reams of text. Okay. Awesome. Now in terms of, you know,
2: obviously somebody might create a video course and sell it and then they create free videos that they put out on the social media platforms. We'll get to which platforms and stuff in a minute. And a lot of people might be thinking, well, you know, how am I going to create these videos that I give out for free and then still charge people for my paid video courses and that kind of thing. So kind of what's the difference between the strategy that you have when you create free content for social media and then perhaps paid content that might go into a video course?
0: So I'm all about giving it away. Uh, I'm all about making sure that you set yourself up as that expert. There is definitely people that will do the legwork and they'll put that hard work in and they'll find the answers that they need. But there's also a huge majority of people, and me being one of those, I've taken video courses where I think that stuff's out there. But if someone's collated it all together for me in one place and for a small charge, I can go and find that, download it, view it and consume it in a really quick and concise way then that's probably what i'm going to do but of course there's always the way that you can give away a certain amount and then for the the real golden gems at the end that's behind the paywall that's the one where you ask people to say right if you really want to know what the answer to this is come and have a look inside here's my course so that kind of thing but so i'm
1: Yeah. So would you say it's more about the paid program is more about like having it in an order that's like more like an ABC sort of building blocks where obviously on your social channels that might be more sort of sporadic and in less of a
0: sort of organized format? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I say, if it's going to be packaged together for me, neatly easy for me to consume. I'm prepared to pay a bit of money rather than try and do uh, a little bit of research, find the answer here, find the answer there. So yeah, I think the internet is full of answers. You know, if people haven't been searching out as answers now, I don't know what they're doing with the internet, but you know, if you want it all put together, that's where I think people are happy to pay. Okay.
1: So Many of the people who listen to this, including ourselves, are very much into that sort of direct response sort of marketing. And so that's usually where there's a distinct or direct call to action at the end of our piece of marketing. What's a really good and effective way of doing a call to action at the end of a video that goes on social? Is that a thing we should be doing? Should we not be doing it? Like, How does that work?
0: So, hands up, um, I have a sales background, and um, for fear of offending some people, I, I'm the worst kind of salesman. I was a car salesman, uh, and I'm talking <laughs> back in the, in the early, very early 90s, I'm an old git. Um, so, you know, the, the various things are, and, and I'm all for, like, like you guys just said, about being direct. At the end, it is a click here, it's a buy now, because we're giving people instructions, Don't give them those instructions. Some will not go and buy that product or think, okay, airy-fairy, just move away. But if you've got that direct kind of question at the end, then at least giving somebody that you're you're directing them to where they can get all of the answers. Having said that, it's more of a long game for me. I'm I'm the worst kind of salesman, which is we don't sell cars anymore. Um, My sales director told me I didn't have the fire in my belly, and he was absolutely right but for me it's more about the subtle self for me it's more about this is who i am this is what i do this this is me setting myself the expert and the longer that goes on the more people are going to start to you and realize that you have the answer to issues and the problems that they have so yes there's an answer and i think there's a growing group of people like us that are prepared to accept i'm going to watch a video and at the end of it there's going to be a to cool action but there's also In human nature, you know, you buy from people. So if you can make your content fantastic, engaging, compelling, and you make me want to buy from you as well, then you can just do, here I am, I'm the the face. So I'm the, I'm the voice of, of what is, you know, trustworthy. So I'm going to, if that person is potentially going to be buying from you, because you've been doing this and you've been t- producing that kind of content for them.
1: So would you actually put out a video on social that does not have a call to action? That was purely just about like that sort of authority building, or do you always think we should be including a CTA? I'm,
0: I'm more about, in the first instance, I'm more about authority building. Definitely.
1: Okay. That's interesting. And obviously there's different kinds of CTAs that could be like comment below and let me know. So try and drive engagement. It doesn't just
2: have to be, Oh, go and buy this thing. I mean, there's lots of different things you could ask people to do. I, suppose. I can definitely see that advantage in having all of these pieces out there that are constantly just building that authority in the background and let people go away and do their thing, go away and find your stuff. Obviously one of the problems that we've got is where well, we need to get people, keep people watching the videos in order to get to that end point, because otherwise they're not consuming all of your content. So obviously we live in a world that is full of short attention spans and we need people to watch to the end. So what's the kind of ideal length of a video for each of the social channels? And really, I mean, this from two perspectives, first of all, from what are people likely to watch? And secondly, assuming your content is good. And secondly, what do the algorithms like, you know, what does YouTube like as a video length, for example, that
0: kind of thing. So in human nature terms, shorter, the better, uh, as we all know, when the analogy is, you know, less attention than a goldfish so on and so forth. So, if you want to ask, be very specific about this. If you can keep the videos short and succinct, that's better. Because it's all about the attention. Now, if you're an amazing videographer, which you can create you know, wonderful narratives and get people to buy into the story, you can potentially make that video a little bit longer. So I'm talking about the, you know, the Casey Neistats of this world, who make wonderful vlogs. Um, I'm a keen golf, crap golfer, but a keen golfer. And I watch a guy on YouTube... And at the beginning of every single one of his videos, he puts a lovely bit of B-roll video at the beginning of it. And sometimes it takes about a minute to get into the actual content, stuff that I've gone to watch this video for. So that whole first minute, I'm skipping. I'm on YouTube and I'm skipping that first minute because I'm bored of it. And I'm actually at the point of saying to him, look, don't, this, just give me the golf. I don't care about your wonderful drone footage. Just give me the content. So for me, it is all about getting directly into that. Now, my background uh, is, is sales, but my background is also broadcasting. So, you know, you've got to try and get people in the world of commercial radio to stay tuned past the adverts. There's a song ending. I've done something written, said something quite funny. And then you've got to kind of do this forward sell. You've got to try and make sure they continue to stay after three minutes of boring adverts that no one wants to listen to. Mm. So you've got to kind of hook them in. You've got to give them that, 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 that thing to stay. And that's exactly the same thing you've got to do at the beginning of all your videos, get into the content straight away, suck them in, make sure they're gripped. If it's a slow starter, you will lose them after. I mean, you'll be lucky to get 10 seconds out of them. Um, So, so yeah. And and it's, you know, that's just video as an overall, that's not, you know, looking at different channels.
1: Okay. And what will be in terms of what the different algorithms like and what they're going to, sort of force up into people's news feeds and all that sort of stuff? Do, for example, do you know, do Facebook prefer it if they're short and snappy so they're consumed or do they prefer when they're really long? Do they have a preference?
0: To be honest with you, I I don't know because Facebook changes those algorithms so often, but you'll often find if you know, you start to look at it the way that Facebook works now is it will throw another video up throw it and it throws them up straight away afterwards. And I think what it's doing there is it's testing individually to see how much Patience, I said, you've got, Mm. so it says, well, if you, we we wanted to watch this video, so that lasted 15 minutes, then we showed him a 30-second video, he stayed for that. The next one was a minute, I've not stayed for that. Facebook will probably start to show me 15 to 30-second videos. Now, that's just, honestly, I'm just guessing at that, because I don't think anybody knows that unless they're inside Facebook, you know, they have knowledge of how those algorithms work. As I say, they change them all the time. But it's, it's all about testing the content on your audience and seeing how they respond.
1: And have you found a certain video length to be most effective? Have you found any, any particular pattern?
0: my videos quite they vary quite a lot uh, i mean i did daily videos for almost a year um and now all i get is you've st- you know i love your videos can you keep doing them and it's like well <laughs> i've got busy because i did lots of videos so i try and put them out as well. <laughs> yeah it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy i've shot myself in the foot a little bit um but yeah it, it's again i used to put out videos and, and if i made them daily they were they were very much a vlog stuff it was about you know the lifestyle stuff but I would also make sure I was talking about social media, which is the main day of my business. So I'd weave a social media story in there, but also talk about what happened that day. If I went for a meeting, something interesting happened. If, if I had nothing going on, I just wouldn't turn the camera on because it's just boring to watch. So, you know, those videos tended to be in between sort of five and 10 minutes long. Now okay. they, they worked really, really well on Facebook. But if you go and look at my YouTube, I'll be lucky if any of them got 20 or 30 views.
1: Interesting.
0: So, yeah, it is. It's it. Is. But Facebook is giving a huge, still giving a huge priority to videos. So, you know, there's lots of different things we can do in terms of making videos, but Facebook, it, it loves them. It, them in the news feed if you start watching videos it's going to show you more videos that's really interesting you mentioned
1: that you were doing daily videos i know um, rob and i've both experimented with the daily video thing very effective but what is the ideal uh, sort of frequency i suppose that we should be making video for social media platforms i mean are we talking about you know daily is the best or is there is there something that's better is there a nice happy medium i mean some people might be listening to this right now going christ on a bike i don't want to be doing it every bloody day
2: you wonder whether some people have a they do like a daily video and some people do it as like a weekly almost like a tv show so you might watch you know your favorite tv show once a week and some people release a a, a, you know a new youtube video every week and it's it's branded almost like their own like four minute tv show or six minute tv show i guess the question is is it good? Is it a good idea to do something like that? As opposed to just saying, Oh, well, well I've got some spare time this week. I might make another six videos, you know, like it's yeah. just sort of
0: random. Yeah. I, I think the, the the important thing is please start doing video, you know, just get going because you will be fascinated, surprised and blown away about how it really does help you prof, your profile grow. So just for, for starters, just get going with it. Okay. Um, in terms like, like you guys. Interesting to hear that you've experimented with it. I've experimented with it. And all the big guys that we probably hear about via, you know, YouTube, the Casey Neistat's, the Rowan Atwoods of this world, they've all stopped doing daily videos. And you know, when I used to do them, I was a married man. Unfortunately, I'm not a married man anymore, and I don't know if, if me editing till two o'clock in the morning might have had something to do with that. You know, so it can become all assuming. Um So it is a, to, for me. It's about finding the happy medium that works for you as an individual, but works for your audience as well. Now, daily is too much. I think if you're, certainly if you're a newbie, don't come at it daily because it would just really scare you. If you could contemplate once a fortnight, and maybe up that to once a week, and as long as you, you've got something to say, that's the thing. I think with social media, I had something different to say every single day. So I thought, well, I've got enough content here. As I say, I nearly went for a year with it. So for me, it's about, just start set your audience expectations if you're going to start doing weekly make sure you keep up that momentum if you're going to start maybe just go monthly maybe go fortnightly but as long as you're starting and putting something out there i think that's the most important thing
1: i think one of the most tricky things to do with with daily is to figure out how does all that content fit in come up with ideas and then and you've got to have a shooting schedule then you've got to get you've got to actually film it you have got to edit it's a lot of stuff i mean we do our weekly TV show on YouTube mm-hmm. um, to do with with the, with the podcast. And we use the podcast as a sort of springboard for Rob and I to discuss what our opinions on these kind of things are and our insights. And that's been really good. But I know when we... We're doing it
2: without a stimulus. That, that can be much more challenging. Yeah, when you've got to sort of make up the content on your own. So with our video, we kind of jump on camera and we set it up, and we've got a little webcam and a little studio room in our office next door. Um, what kind of what types of videos are you finding work best on each of the social platforms? You know, obviously, it's going to somewhat depend on the content, I guess. If you're showing somebody something very technical, you might want to do like a screencast type video. But what do you find is most effective? And is it should we be on camera? Should we be doing like
0: keynote presentations, or like
1: animations, or like what kind yeah. of, What should it be?
0: If, for me, it's again. It's a, I'm going to throw it back to you. it's down to the audience. It's it's what are they used to. So if you're say an accountant, your audience would probably want a different type of video to maybe say you're a clothes shop or something like that. But I think for ease of video, there's so many more tools coming out there now. I I started off simply recording, editing, and publishing videos straight from my iPhone because iMovie is on there. It's pretty simple. And I've, you know, as I've gone on and realized this is better and better for me. So I'm, I'm talking to the camera, I'm face onto the camera. It's kind of a vlog style because I am a self-employed person. You know, I'm a, I'm a sole trader. So I am my business that works for me. If you run a holiday cottage, maybe you just want to do some simple tours. You know, you're not confident in front of the camera, but uh, I discovered a little tool that's probably been around for a while the other day, but um, it's called Lumen5, L-U-M-E-N5. And basically it turns blog posts into videos and all it does is put an image in the background and takes the text off of that blog post and segments it into shorter paragraphs and then plays it for around five seconds. And then you, you know, they have an image in the background. So you can even take historical blog posts that are still relevant and you know ever in content and turn them into almost animated content. And again, it's a video that will work and, and, and work much better on a platform like Facebook, because again Facebook is giving video priority. so it, it, it depends what the audience will want. There will be audience out there or some companies who just want to read stuff. and for you, video may not be the way to go. I know there's huge audiences for certain types of businesses that say, Actually, this video is not working for me. I need text." So it's just understanding what the audience wants and then give it to them. And how do we figure that out? <laughs> Good question. You have to test. You have to test. If you could start putting videos out there and they're not getting you much traction, either, you know, there is a chance that it's the it's the presentation, it's the way it's put together, but there's also a chance that your audience just aren't consuming videos. So you have to test. It's not just about video. You have to test with a variety of content and see what gains the most traction and therefore start concentrating. Unfortunately, if that is text backwards, links away to website, Facebook is not going to show that to as many people whereas they will if you're uploading. And I'm talking about uploading video directly onto Facebook. If you put a link to a YouTube video, Facebook simply won't show it to anywhere near as many people because what you're effectively doing is sending audience away from Facebook and that's the last thing Facebook wants.
2: That makes a lot of sense. I think that with... It's it's nice to hear somebody who sort of you know come on to talk about video, but happy to say actually, do you know what? But just so you know, like I like video and it works for me. But just mm-hmm. make sure don't don't just assume that your marketing isn't working at all and close down your business because video's not working for you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what about like
1: graphics and how much production should we put on it? Because I know I've seen
2: videos on Facebook where there's
1: like whiz bang wallop graphics and it's all like CGI. It looks awesome and there's like blur and it looks fancy and dropped out stuff. I don't understand. And then there's some which are just really ghetto, right? It's just like some dude with his iPhone in his face, bleating on at the camera. I mean, what's the right balance? Like, what do you think works?
0: It's a bit, God, I'm going to sound like a scratch record about understanding what the audience likes. So again, I'll go back to my golf guy. You know, he, I've been watching him for probably a couple of years now. And then he starts to put these longer and longer intros in. I'm just not interested but he does have some really good production values. So when they finish playing one hole, they'll put the score up. So there's a nice bit of text there, but it's fairly simple. And then they write, here's the lady's score. We're moving on to this hole. It's this long. So there is text there that I want to see, but there's also text there that I, that I simply don't care about. Yeah, and- I
1: remember when I first made a video and I, I, was, I put it online, but I also dropped a little icon of my, my logo in the top right-hand corner to make it look a bit like a TV channel. Yeah. But then you think nowadays, if you upload them straight to like Facebook, for example, well, your brand is already right above it because that's being shared from your page. Do you think we should be doing that? Do you think there's any
0: value in that? Yeah, I mean, I, my, I've my i got the, the default setting on my YouTube channel is when I upload a video, my logo sits there in the bottom right corner. So remember that that video on YouTube can be embedded and placed somewhere else. So if someone takes that content and puts it on their website, my logo still sitting there. But you're right, the point you make about Facebook is that They're probably going to be watching it on your Facebook page, if not a shared post. It's got a link back to your page. Hmm. So I think if, you know, unless we are, some people get into this and and they do it, oh, I want to make videos because I love film, I love video. I get that. But that's not really the kind of video you want to be making that promotes and sells your business. It's all about serving your audience. And if you're, by serving your audience, you're putting a a 20-second intro, which it just looks fantastic, but they get nothing from, they're skipping that. Keep it fairly simple, keep it straight, and get straight the content. That's what the audience are looking for.
2: Just to pick up on what you said there, you said your sort of default setting on YouTube is that it's got the little logo somewhere in the corner. Is that a function do you actually do that in post production and edit or is that a thing that is is that a function of YouTube now where you can actually have it automatically append
0: the logo? Correct. Yeah, it's 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 a function inside YouTube, so you can have it as it sits in the bottom right-hand corner of every video. Yeah. That's really cool. I did yeah. not know that. I Ooh. just picked up on it when you said it
2: and I thought, oh, is that a YouTube thing? Left saying? right and center. <laughs> That's cool. Now, obviously, everyone is pushing more and more of the sort of the live stuff now. Obviously, we've recently had the introduction of Instagram TV and obviously YouTube did YouTube lives last uh, a while ago. So, where does live fit into this strategy? Uh, do you use it at all? Do you recommend it? How does it fit alongside the video thing? live is really
0: interesting so i would say first and foremost listening to you guys i would have no hesitation you were my client and saying jump on start doing live because there's obviously the confidence and you guys know what you're talking about if you get someone that really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get someone that you know is a little less confident you know they, they have a wonderful business but they themselves are not fantastic present uh presenters then you know that may be a little bit detrimental. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case because I worked, I I live down in Devon and I work with this fantastic guy who's just opened up a holiday letting business. So he's converted, as a farmer, converted two old barns. And he'll be the first to tell you he's the best presenter, not very confident. But actually by him doing that, you're endeared to him even more because he's just a fantastic traditional Devonian farmer who says, these are my old cheap buildings. I've turned them into luxury accommodation. Uh, I went up the auctions and I bought some furniture. We've restored it, have a look at this. And he's not a slick TV presenter type, but he is 100% authentic. And that's the that
2: real thing, isn't it? Uh, real yeah. Real transparency to the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It endears me to him even more. And actually, when you see all the reviews of people that go there, they then write online, uh, John and Libby, they looked after us. They don't really, they say the accommodation is wonderful, but John and Libby made sure we had a wonderful time.
2: I think
1: that's a really massive thing about about video, isn't it? That, yes, you can read someone's blog or you can read their website and you go, well, of course they're telling us that they're fabulous and all this sort of good stuff. But when you see the person on video, you can see the person who's, it's a real person behind the business. That's what it really allows us to penetrate through to, doesn't it?
0: It, Honestly, since I started doing video, and this is going to sound very me, 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 but I've had people approach me to want to work with me because they like cut of my jib. I'm sure there is at least that many people, if not more, who've never approached me because they think, this guy's a pillar, I don't want to work with him. But <laughs> that, that clears out all the chaff. And all I get to deal with are the people who want to work with me. So that's, you know, to me, that is the the best thing about putting videos out there. Is that it almost
1: basically- like accelerates that relationship because at the end of the day, they're, not, they're going to get further. They're going to take a long, lot longer to decide that they don't want to work with you or a lot longer to decide they do want to work with you. And by using video, by able to identify with you and connect with you personally through that video, they're going to be allowed to accelerate that relationship. So, I mean, is that the only kind of content, that sort of story-based content that we should be using on social media? Or is there other, other, other types of content? So if you give us something, so I mean, I'm just thinking, most of us, including myself, sitting here going, okay, it's cool. Like most of the content we produce here at Response Suite is educational content. It's here's some cool tips, here's some insights. But what are the other types of content that we can use as sort of springboards to try and jump off and build our own content?
0: so we're not talking about video content here is that just to clarify that as a
1: uh, yeah i mean all i mean i think all kind of video content but of course i mean for example what i was thinking is the, the two that i can think of is there is purely entertainment content so we could produce like a behind the scenes video here the response we office of some of the hilarious stupidity we get up to on a day to day basis and that's yeah. purely entertainment that's sort of getting us sort of to, to know the audience better then there's purely educational content where mm. we might be standing in front of our famous brick wall and mm. teaching some stuff what else could there be among that
0: so if if you look at it uh, the way that i approach all social media if i'm working with a client and i'm looking at the content they're putting out there it's about the people who you're trying to talk to so it's about the audience yet again funnily enough i'm going to keep coming back to this it's about the audience what want to know so can we answer their questions can we teach them something clearly you know there is a, a need to teach people something the people are looking for answers but equally we are appealing to human nature so can we make them laugh who goes to facebook to serious stuff generally it's quite a light a lighthearted place so can we make them laugh can we shock them but also is there a type of content that you could produce, that not only promotes your business, but it makes somebody want to share. That's the gold dust. If someone is prepared to share your content with other people, you've got that affirmation, you've got that word of mouth marketing that someone else is doing on your behalf. So it's about appealing to human beings. It's not, you must take yourself out of the mindset. Of, this is my business, I wanna market it, I wanna promote it. You must say, right, who is my prospective client? What answers are they looking for? What questions do they have? And let's solve those with video or some other type of content. That's
2: cool. I mean, one of the things you mentioned there is people wanting to share your content. We all love the idea of creating stuff and then that little warm fuzzy glow that you get when somebody's hit the share button and shared your stuff onto (laughs) their page. And that popularity point. And we love that, whether it's just a stupid meme that we've put up that's funny or whether it's an actual piece of content content. Mm. Now, with that said, what strategies can we use to increase our reach and increase our viewership? And that might be just by increasing the number of people who share your stuff or it might just be other traffic methods for you know getting ranked higher or whatever so what are some simple ways that we can increase
0: our reach and viewership of every social media video great question so go back and be very simple very straightforward ask people to share it if they think it's good content and you haven't told them you haven't given that cta they're not aware that you want this message to be put out there to hundreds of people simply say if you're on twitter now give me an rt or if you think this is useful to somebody else make sure you share this post with them so don't be afraid we need to remove the stiff upper lip from being british we need to be a little bit more american about this and say please share my content so first and foremost do that the other thing you can start to look at is collaborations so working with other people if you've got somebody in a certain set trying to break into they're an expert you can value to them is there a collaboration some kind of way that you can work together maybe you're running a competition with them something like that but those collaborations can introduce your business to a new audience the other thing to remember is timing now the algorithms the way they work on a lot of the social media channels these days when you log in you are shown the content that it thinks you want to see most of all but it's still important to make sure that you are on those platforms a busy time of the day so for example is at its busiest at nine o'clock in the evening now nobody wants to be there at nine o'clock in the evening scheduling or posting content but of course we can schedule some content but again if i see an advert on facebook at nine o'clock in the evening i'm just i'm not gonna click on it and i'm certainly if i'm following that page there's a potential that i may unfollow it so you know it's the right type of content the right kind of strategy for that kind of content And we've had this stuff for so many years. Unfortunately, now the way the algorithms work, we have to start paying for it. And the good thing about a site like Facebook is that it knows so much about us. We're not going to waste money putting our content in front of an audience that doesn't want it. So figure out your audience and pay to have that content appear in front of
1: you. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, we've been talking a lot about not about Facebook in particular, but there are obviously many different channels that now accept video. I mean, I remember just a few years ago now, it was basically, it was YouTube or nothing. And then mm. Facebook video came along and that was grand. And now, like Rob said, we've got we've got Instagram uh, TV and we've got all of these different things. We can do video on Twitter and we can do all this stuff. What's the strategy for distribution? So for example, it's quite easy to think, oh, I'll create a bit of content and then I'll upload it to Twitter and to Facebook and to YouTube all at the same time, bang, it's all out there. Let's see how many people we can get to watch it. Is that a good strategy? Do you have a better one? Have you found something that works?
0: It's certainly the strategy that I used when I started. So I'd create one video and I'd publish it on every single site. So from that, you learn the reality, you see the numbers, you can see your uh, your demographics, you can see your uh, how many people are looking at that kind of stuff. And it told me that Facebook was far and away my audience um, because people were willing to share it. It was quite a personal place. YouTube, I wasn't getting a great deal of traction from. Of course, what happened when LinkedIn brought video was not many people started doing it. So I was getting loads of views on LinkedIn. As more people have started to put video on there, those views are coming down a little bit. And I think I'm right in saying Twitter still only allows you to have two minutes and 20 seconds worth of video uploaded, which is 150 seconds. So the old limit of 140 characters. Um, But of course you could use, uh, uh, you could use uh, Twitter live uh, as well so that you could actually go live on there too. So it's understanding by making one video and publishing it across all all the sites, what kind of videos work on those sites. So the vlog style of videos for me personally worked really well on Facebook. The instructional stuff, the short and sweet, maybe 30 seconds up to, seconds that kind of stuff works really well on Twitter because it's fast it's easy to consume and again likewise that stuff works quite well on LinkedIn as well Instagram just you know just wonderful I, I I've started to experiment with Instagram TV IGTV and I've put a, a long form video on there not getting a great deal of traction but then you know I didn't expect it to but the shorter stuff I I absolutely love Instagram stories. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I update my Instagram stories on a very regular basis, definitely daily. Um, and sometimes it's quite inane. More, you know, not. So I'm, I was at the hospital earlier to see a friend. You know, I was up the road. I thought I'd update people. But it's also an area where I've gone on and I've said, look, here I am walking the dog, but just in case you don't know, if you're watching this, this is what I do for a living. And And the one time where I thought, well, I should probably tell what I do for a living, I got a booking directly from that on Instagram stories, because the guy who already watched my stories kind of liked, again, the cut of my jib. Realised that I had a service that I could offer that he needed and he got in touch with me that day and we did business together for about three or four months so you know it's understanding and testing initially and then growing the expertise in different areas and making sure if you're going to go to the length of producing different types of videos that that work better on different audiences that's going to get quite hard work but if it's paying off it's worth the effort that's amazing excellent well we're now going to go into what we call the quickfire round
1: You don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player.
0: So Matt, give us a book you'd recommend. Um, I've written two answers. One slightly tongue-in-cheek, Guinness Book of Rules, just because I I love that kind of stuff. Um, it's the, I'm 45 years old. My mum still buys it for me every Christmas. <laughs> that's fabulous. <laughs> but, uh, the one I'm actually consuming and I'm, uh, an, uh, I'm an audible guy. I like to listen. So I don't read books. I listen to books, but I'm listening to one at the moment called Blue Ocean Shift. And it's a really interesting book that's actually, and I, I'm literally an hour into it. So I'm not really into it, but it's all about shifting this perspective of this is the way we've always done marketing and selling. Actually let's shift it over here and think more blue ocean than red ocean. That's as much as I know about at the moment, but it looks really interesting and was recommended to me by a friend. Awesome. What is your top success habit,
2: either something that you maybe do daily or
0: weekly? I get up. I'm one of these really boring people. Uh, I, 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 I have trouble going to bed on time, but I don't have trouble getting up early. And I'm just much more productive first thing in the morning. So I will rather get up at five o'clock and go for a quick bike ride and start working at half six. And also a bit of a lazy toad, because that means I could potentially finish at two, three in the afternoon and I've got stuff to do.
1: <laughs> and who do you look up to?
0: Um, I admire anybody that just takes the plunge and and follows their passion. Really? Um, you talking lots, about me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, I've had very steady corporate jobs and then I just went, you know, let's do this. And then I looked at people and and, and a lot of people I knew were doing this. There is, you know, there's some really big hitters, the Gary Vaynerchuks of this world. And of course, you know, the Richard Bransons and people like that. And, and, you know, they kind of do inspire a little bit to think, well, when you hear about how they started out, I could do that too. So really, if if I know someone has has stopped doing a, a, you know, a a decent nine to five job and gone, actually, I want to sell periwinkles by the shore. Fair play. I'm looking up to you. I think you're doing what you absolutely love. Awesome. How do you define success? Happiness. Short and simple. That was
1: very (laughs) quick fire, wasn't it? Okay, right, big quick, very important question. Who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? You know this is
0: a totally unfair question,
1: don't you? Yes, yes we do. But we uh, have a tally on the board and it's very important to us.
0: <laughs> so um I don't know which is which. Is that bad to say? This is like an in- and and deck question, yeah, isn't exactly.
1: it? No, no, it's really easy. The handsome one's Kennedy. Right. And the, and the other sexy one, one is Rob. <laughs> <There you go.
0: laughs> so which do I prefer? Handsome or sexy? Mm. Uh, I'm going to pick this on alphabetical order and go with Kennedy I love it see I like, the, I like the way you decided
2: and finally most importantly where can people go to find out more about you and what you do
0: uh, I am known as Mr Matt Young on all my social media channels uh, Mr as in MR so they're on Twitter they're on Instagram they're on Facebook and my website is mrmattyoung.co.uk
1: and that's Matt with two
0: Ts correct thank you for, for asking him. just so you yes know. Just the one out. Well, thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I mean, thank you for for inviting me on. I I love podcasts. I love that you guys are doing this. So uh, I wish you all the best with it.
1: Thanks, dude. Thank you so much. So so, sometimes that's just what you need, isn't it? You just need, to know, some absolute dead certs like that. So often one of the resistances that we have to like doing anything. So in this example, video is going, oh, well, there's all these little sort of detailed questions. How long should it be? Which format? All that sort of stuff. And now with the answers that we've got from Matt, based on his absolute experience out there doing it, we can overcome those obstacles, actually just get on with doing it. Because you know what it's like? You spend all that time making the video and going, oh, actually, is it too long Is it too short? Or is the reason it didn't perform very well, because it was this, because it was that? So at least we've got some
2: steering now to actually get on with it. And one of the great things is, I think a lot of the answers that came out of that podcast episode are going to be the right answers. They're going to be the ones yeah. that people think, oh, thank God he said that. Uh-huh. You know, if he'd said, oh, no, you need to buy a £50,000 camera, then everyone's going to go, oh, no. Whereas those are actually the right answers. They're, a lot of the time, the simple videos perform the best. Really great stuff. Yeah, here. you don't need
1: to have crazy production, which is absolutely brilliant. So all the show notes on those things, by the way, you'll find over at blog.responsory.com
2: forward slash zero one six. It's all there oh, for you. We've done all the
1: hard work. There's no need to write any notes here, by the way. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you could be missing out on all of this witty banter. So you should probably do that on your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, why not leave us a review? We do read every single one of them
2: and we respond to them all too. Now, because we've been talking about video, we want to tell you, we have a video channel on YouTube. YouTube. You can go and search for response Suite. You'll find our channel and you'll see the videos that we pop up every single week that are kind of inspired by and linked to this podcast. So we will take the ideas that we've heard on this podcast and we'll give our opinions and our insight and our kind of experience and, stuff that we found. So if you'd like to hear more of us and find out if we actually do look like those cartoons, then go and search for response on YouTube and you'll be able to watch those video episodes each week.
1: Absolutely. We also would like to know what your opinions and what your findings are on your video. So you might find that you had different experiences to what Matt was just talking about. Tell us what what you found yourself. Just tweet us at ResponseSuite. We do reply to every single tweet and we would love to share that with our listeners on the next episode too. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week. So make sure if you haven't already, do subscribe and I'll speak to you then. Bye. Don't
0: miss a thing. thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responseuite.com.